Right, Cowboys were victorious. It was a great win. Uh, just going to give you guys my my observation of everything. Uh, shout out to the Dallas Cowboys for getting that dub. That was a must-win game, to, in my opinion. Prove that we can win against a above 500 team. And um, and the biggest takeaways from that game was Sean Lee uh, being able to get the interception, also getting the, the, the sack that was fantastic, that was awesome. Uh, another thing that we want to take a look at too is uh, Jordan Hip Pocket Lewis. He earned every piece of that work action last night. Uh, big game from Ezekiel, the main man Elliott, and a big game from Tony Pollard. Those are the guys that stood out to me in a sense, uh, especially the week, the previous week, we had 19 missed tackles. We only had one missed tackle yesterday, which, which wasn't bad at all, you know. So that that was a, a major thing too being able to tackle the asked uh, chris richard was the emphasis on the missed tackles was the emphasis on tackling he said no all through practice we didn't focus on that because we focus on that anyway so i think that this team was focused another thing uh for for everybody that says uh uh about jason garrett i got to bring this up that must have been one hell of a highlight tape that he showed the team because everybody played inspired. Everybody played like their back was against the wall. And it goes to show you again that this team really, they really play for Jason Garrett. Now, is this an indictment on Jason Garrett overall coaching ability? I, I, I would still put that big old reservation, big old question mark, because we need to see multiple games back to back like this. Another thing, shout out to your jig, man. Shout out to your Hawk and shout out to your Boomer Sooner. Really appreciate you, William Williams. Really appreciate you as well. Here's the thing. I must say this. This team, yes, it's good to have that victory. Victory Monday, everything tastes good. The food tastes good. The water tastes good. I mean, your teeth get whiter. I mean, you start to look, look, everything just good, go good, right? We have no worries at all. I even hear an ESPN. They don't even know what to say. They barely showing our highlights. You know, we be sitting there waiting like, where the highlights at? They don't even have us leading off as a discussion piece. And nor does the uh, Fox Network and beyond. They don't know what to think about right now, right? Because we kind of surprised the whole nation. Everybody had us uh, losing this game. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, <laughs> we won and then now they looking back and they holding their tongue you so so it is what it is man but here's the thing with this team we need to continue to stack good games on top of each other and that's where the pedigree that's where the full flavor should be at stacking these good games on top of each other and that's what we want to see here's the thing the dallas cowboys we don't get nothing no longitude and latitude to make a mistake next week we play against the Philadelphia Eagles team, and I've been telling people lately that the Eagles, they've been trying to paint this narrative that they are, are a team that was showing this type of resiliency, showing this type of strength that they can come back and beat teams and these sorts of things with the help of the officials. I know that this is not me reaching for low-hanging fruit, or this is not me pulling straws. There was a couple of plays last week before this uh, week you will see that the play clock was at zero. They still allowed the Eagles to get the ball off. You can't even – look, Carson Wentz is now getting the Tom Brady treatment. You can barely put a finger on him, and then you see flags out there on the turf. So we're going to have to play a clean, solid game. 
and the excuses for the Eagles that they are saying that they don't have any wide receivers and these sorts of things, I want to remind everybody that support the Eagles and everybody that listening and buying into that narrative. Who is Zach Ertz? Hmm? Hmm? Who is Zach Ertz? You see? Who is Dallas Goddard? You see? Because last I checked, they are targets. <laughs> they are people that can catch the ball out in the backfield and these sorts of things. So, well... They can catch the ball. They can run routes and these sorts of things. But all of a sudden, the narrative is that they don't have anybody to throw the ball to, you see. And and it's not the quarterback the situation by them dropping the balls. But I'm, I come here to tell you guys that our receivers drop balls too, you see. And they did draft a, a Miles Sounders or what have you. So don't, don't buy into the narrative that the Eagles don't have any weapons out there. Hmm? And they struggled to beat against to beat the Washington team. They struggled to beat the Giants team. They lost to the Miami Dolphins, you see. So we need to take care of business, but we don't need to just folding around and buying into the narrative they don't have anybody. Last I checked, they get paychecks too, right? Hmm? Yes, indeed. Shout out to you, Sandy. Really appreciate you. Um, here's the thing too, Cowboy Nation, as you guys are listening in to this thing. Although... This team, what we saw last night, we've seen this team before. <laughs> Matter of fact, it's crazy that we saw this team against the Eagles in on October the 20th, right? We saw glimpses of this team running the rock the way they ran last night against the Miami Dolphins when they gave the ball to Tony Pollard and they also fed Ezekiel Elliott. Now, here's the thing. Ezekiel, the main man, Elliot, as much as we love him, as much as we put praises out there, to me personally, I think that he still, in the first few weeks, he had a Cabo hangover. And now, and through the season, he was playing himself in shape. And guess what, baby? He is now fully in shape. The explosiveness, his decision to hit gap, see the hole, hit the hole. I was saying last night, Ohio State Zeke. He was running the rock with authority, and we love to see that. And then as soon as they get tired of stopping Ezekiel, as soon as they figure out Ezekiel, we sprinkle in the Tony Pollards, who can wiggle, squeeze, get out to the edge, and take it to the house. Take zero to 60 real quick. And he's not no fragile, small guy. Mm, he will level the boom, too. But shout out to you, Q, man. Really appreciate you. Yes, indeed. Um, Dak and Zeke's combination is dangerous. Uh, as much as we love Jason Witten, we love Old Reliable, but we know for sure. I don't want people to get short-sighted and say, well, Jarwin couldn't do the things that Jason Witten did last night. No, 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 no. Anything that we saw from Jason Witten last night could have been better if Jarwin was in that situation. We do know that we love to fall in the categories as it relates to Dallas Cowboys as political football. And to me personally, it's good in a sense because it sells us tickets. We can look back at a person's career and say they played this many games, they caught this many touchdowns, they ran this many yards and these sorts of things. But if this team want to get serious, and I'm talking about really serious, they, could, they put that kid Jarwin in more. They need to. Yes, William William Pollard was on fire. And here's another thing that I would like to say, Cowboy Nation. When we making critical analysis of the team, it's not the fact that we don't like the team, but these are the harsh realities of the team. Here's the thing. 
we can stack these things together if we stop playing political football and if we play the way we played like last night. The inspired piece. We have to score when we in the money zone, green zone, red zone. When we know for sure that a kicker was on the slide with the uh, Brett Mayhars of the worlds and these sorts of things, and he's not nailing those 40 and those 37-yard field goal kicks, and for crying out loud, he probably missed a 25-yard field goal kick, kick. And now that we got a guy that can hit those kicks, we play different. And one of the most craziest news that I ever heard is that the team played relaxed because they knew that they had a guy that could hit at least 60 yards. Mm-mm. We should, our main goal should get into the money zone, green zone, red zone at any opportunity, at any time, in any format. We try to get down there and score the touchdown. That should be our main goal, not to play comfortable. Remember, nothing good come from comfort. Nothing good come from comfort. You can't build a diamond. You can't create a diamond out of comfort. It takes the triple pressures of, of life and world with heats and time to build and make that diamond. We have to stay hungry. Yes, Kathleen, that's the one of the, the, the coldest comments right now. We have to stay hungry. We can't walk around and say we accomplished something. We're seven and seven. We still got a long journey ahead of us. We have to look at this thing and say we dig this hole. We put ourselves in it and we got to figure out how to climb up out of it. We got to figure out the next opponent that we face. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to be on a road game. Uh, they call it from last night. They call into the show. He was saying, Lord, how do you feel about this game? And I said, this game is everything. This game is everything for the franchise. Not just for the season, for the franchise. I recall the Philadelphia Eagles when they beat the, the uh, Green Bay Packers earlier this year. Look, we wasn't even thinking about them, but they was thinking about us. They were saying Dallas suck, Dallas suck, you see. And the coach, he was high on his own Kool-Aid and high on his own sauce. And he said, we're going to beat Dallas when they went on their little skid or what have you. You remember that? And then he tried to moonwalk and slide up out of the situation like some of the Eagle fans are doing right now, not keeping all of that energy. Try to slide out of the conversation. No, I was just trying to get my team going. I was just saying we will win if this and we will win if that. No. Keep that same energy. And we must keep that energy too. So when we go over there in Eagles land, we got to let the world know that we are the America's team. Hmm? We got to let them know. We're not going to fold up like a wallet or a lawn chair, regardless of who coaching this team. You see, we have to let everybody know. That we are the real deal Holyfield. We're going to get our minds together. Yes, this should be a revenge tour. Todd Gurley, <laughs> low-key through shade. <laughs> Shout out to Todd Gurley. Man, I couldn't read it all, uh, uh, my guy. But you guys know how this thing go. Hmm? We're going to be ready for those Eagles. We are. We're going to be ready for them. And I hope that they are ready for us. You see? That's what we're going to do. One way or another, Cowboy Nation. One way or another. Let's continue to grind. Um, who else? I must have left out somebody. I feel like I left out somebody. Um, who did I left out that played good last night? Y'all let me know. Who did I left, left out? Um, I think that Amari Cooper, he's been quiet, right? Silent. But he did make a crucial catch last night. It was a third down play. He had to reach to the high heavens, brought the ball down. Oh, here's what I wanted to say. Here's what I wanted to say. Appreciate you all. 
I talked about Sean Lee already. He did a fantastic job. Talked about Jalen. Um, when you he don't when you don't hear from Xavier Woods and you don't hear from Byron Jones and you don't hear from Cheeto Woozie, that's good. You don't want to hear from your defensive backs anyway. But shout out to Sh not not Sean Lee, but shout out to to Jeff Heap though. Shout out to Jeff Heath for just being the, the force play and being the enforcer, being where he's supposed to be at. Shout out to Jeff Heath. Oh, I know who I left out. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I'm surprised you guys didn't, didn't, didn't remind me. Um, I left out big number 99. Hmm? This is the only team he can play for. This is the absolutely only team he can play for. Any other team wouldn't have gave him that longitude and latitude. And shout out to him because he had he had some troubled news. He was arrested and these sorts of things for some crazy stuff. And you know how that goes, right? Up there in Frisco, I hope he learned his lesson. But Antoine Woods, he showed up. Stable piece for that front four. He did his job out there selling and controlling the run. I believe, I recall on one play, that it was a screen pass and the runner was way upfield, like 15 to 16 yards upfield or what have you. And number 99 got his big butt around and he made the tackle. That shows everything about hustle. Cause think about from the point that he came from that took everything. So shout out to Antoine Barbecue Woods for holding it down, man. Uh, we needed him. Uh, our front four was thin last year. He had a pectoral muscle last year when we played against the Rams. And and and, and the um, I guess you can say this uh, with the front five, the offensive line, they did a hell of a job. It's a unit. We're going to give them an A+. They did a hell of a job. Just think about it. Number 99 only had two plays that he kind of made some explosive deals. And that's when Ezekiel Elliott wasn't even in there. So, so shout out to 77 for not having a holding call all game, playing dominant, folded number 99 like a wallet and sat down on him like a lawn chair. Have you heard of number 99, Aaron Donald, last night? Hmm? Did you see him make any sacks last night? <laughs> so shout out to Bix number 77 and Xavier Suofilo. We played some grown man football. Y'all reach out to Vach Lombardi, man, and let Vach know that, that, that he need to do a quick offensive line film breakdown for yours truly, Law Nation. <laughs> because I think the nation would love to see how this unit, the offensive line, worked together in unison. Man, that was a beautiful sight. Yeah, the beautiful sight. Holes were there protection was there and even Dak Prescott when the protection collapsed or what have you he used those Mississippi State legs to get around to find that open guy so shout out to the front five for playing as one collective unit because last year I recall we didn't have a number 72 out there right a Travis Frederick and one can argue this right quick that he didn't play all of last year and he had to play himself into shape you see so this thing works all together in unison, you see. Everybody was singing from the same hymnal, as old folks used to say when I'm from Mississippi. Everybody was singing from the same tune and tone and these sorts of things. There was some grown man football, and they exposed Wade Phillips' defense. And I'm telling you right now that, that we utilized the middle of the field, Ezekiel Elliott, pound, pound gang, and everything like that. That was fantastic. And I, and I loved every piece of it. Oh, and number 71. See, it's a lot of material. You just don't have a lot of days to do all of this. 
And I'm telling you, that's why I'm, I'm reaching out to, to Vach Lombardi. When we need to reach out to my guy, Kouye, so that we can do some film breakdown on those pieces. Linebackers, offensive line, and some of that run action between Ezekiel, the main man, Elliot, and Tony Pollard. They showed there, you know what, off. Mm-hmm. So um, with that being said, Cowboy Nation, I really appreciate you all. I can steal all your time. <laughs> Victory Monday. So I know everything is feeling great. You can walk around and tell your friend, your neighbor, and your foe, how about them Cowboys, right? Yes, 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 indeed. And this is no, look, look, Jig, this is no indictment on uh, Connor Williams because of the simple strength. They didn't have an Adamican suit that they had their hands full on. And think about this. Last year, Connor Williams was still a baby. He still had Similac, right? <laughs> he was still wet behind his ears. He was a baby going against those big boys last year. He couldn't move a wet paper bag against those guys. It was too big, too big and massive. And then on top of that, he had another guy, Joe Looney, beside him. He didn't have a Travis Frederick. So, <laughs> so it's it, it just one of those things where it's a crazy situation. Whereas he was thrust into and the coaching philosophy just didn't understand it. Mm -mm. But this victory is something that we can look at and say, hey, this revenge tour is going good so far. So we, let, let's continue to go. Uh, what about, oh, thank you, uh, Ramion Mac, 79. I, if you want me to give an individual grade for him, he's not flunking, but he's a C. He's, he's a veteran guy. He have no reason for to jump off on his snap. He have no reason, no reason at all to be lined up in the neutral zone. If anything, I do know that he's trying to get the edge. He's not the biggest, strongest, fastest guy in the world because he's 34 or 35 or something like that. However, he's a veteran guy. He needs to know where he's lined up at, and he don't need to have those type of plays that cost us literally Literally, I think eight points all together collectively or more. So he's going to have to get his act together. And I hope he plays with that fire under him next week so that we can show the Eagles who the real NFC East champs are. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, we'll need a linebacker. Somebody need a linebacker. Yeah, I think Luke Gifford, he's out. I do like this from uh, Sean Lee. If Sean Lee plays that way without practicing, well, don't practice him. I don't think that Sean Lee needs the reps. <laughs> Just look, give that man every rest he can, and we need a, 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 a springy Sean Lee. We need a Sean Lee that's going to be able to play that type of energy for four quarters next week. Yes, kicker was on point. Yes, indeed. The kicker was on point. Finally, I could have got up and got me a, some, a cup of popcorn or reloaded up on my drinks when we were about to kick the kicks. Finally, right? We didn't have to worry about it bouncing off the <laughs> the field goal pole and these sorts of things. Uh, the interception was a user pick. Yes, indeed, Rodney Ellis. That, that interception was nice. Anybody else I left out? Oh, Kellen Moore did a great job when we got into the money zone, red zone, green zone. I, I saw that we were more consistent in running the ball when we got there. It wasn't none of that trickery stuff. Yeah. Anybody else we left out? Nah, keep though, Quinn. Uh, I ain't gonna talk about him. I still have my, my reservations on him. Tavon Austin did a great job of taking advantage of the opportunity. Yes. Yes, success is when preparation meets opportunity. You guys know how that go. And that twist play, 
uh, the, the two uh, LA Ram defenders ran into each other and he was able to take the top off. 16.8 was the separation of yards. That was the most in the NFL this year. Yes, indeed. Shout out to you, Lawrence Nelson. Really appreciate you. Shout out to you, Natasha. I see your red zone was great. Yes, beat the Sheagles. Yes, we need to. Mm hmm. Yes, indeed. Well, shout out to you, man. Um, Pollard was great. Yes. Shout out to the whole team. Big team win. Yes, it was. It was a team win. It was a team win. So, I'm trying to figure out anything else. I'm trying to get up all my talking points. Because everything just be on the fly, baby. We don't write no notes. There's no scripted stuff. I heard somebody say it one time, Law, you should script your stuff out. No, you go to you go to ESPN for that. You go to NFL Network. We just talk the real over here. Um, General Lee. Oh, shout out to Jamez Olawale. Hmm? Shout out to Jamez Olawale. We got into the, the money zone, red zone, green zone, and I saw him hit somebody. I saw him he literally hit somebody. So that's a good plus for Jamez Olawale, number 49. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Cobb got to do better. Cobb was a disappearance act last night. Cobb disappeared. Um, my guy Gallup, he showed up in, in certain key situations. Shout out to Gallup. There were one or two plays. Here's the thing. We have to talk about this before I run. We have to. A lot of people think that when I say game management, and when we hear game managing uh, quarterbacks, they think of it as a dirty word. There's no quarterbacks collectively that got more Super Bowl wins than game managing quarterbacks. Law, where you pulling this from? Joe Montana. Oh, Law, you crazy. He's the best quarterback in the world. No, Joe Montana was a game manager. Oh, Tom Brady. Ah, Law, you crazy. Tom Brady's not a game manager. Yes, he is. Oh, those, those, those are a lot of Super Bowls right there. Oh, who else was a game manager that won a Super Bowl? Okay, Joe Flacco. Hmm? You guys want me to go on and on and on? Hmm? Who else was a game manager? Who else was? Ben Roethlisberger, you see. Game managing is nothing wrong with that. And the way that Dak Prescott played last night is everything we want to see down the line managing the game we don't want to see him throw for 480 yards we don't want to see him doing what james james winston is doing right now jameson is having a great year he's having a wonderful time they even won last night i believe i don't want to see that from our dallas cowboys i want us to use this game plan run the rock sprinkle in tony pollard manage the game Take what the defense is giving you. Go back to the run. Use time, control the clock, time management, and dominate with that front five. And next year, and I'm talking about next year, I'm, I'm looking forward, that we need to get one more other explosive tight end. We love Schultz and what he can do. We understand what the fact that Jason Witten can do and these sorts of things. But we need to go ahead and extend Blake Jarwin. The guy, trust me, it's, it's, it's not a long rap sheet, but we can see with our eyes. The guy got talent. We need to extend Jake Blake Jarwin, sign him, go ahead and secure him. Get us another tight end to add into the mix. And boy, oh boy, 
Let's Dak Prescott continue to manage this game, pay him the money that he needs to get paid. I do know that a lot of people are going to say you don't pay a game manager $33, $34, 35000000 million. But here's the thing. When it's need to be to take over the game, I think that Dak Prescott can do it. He proved it to us this year. However, what would be better for him is just to dial it back. Let him manage this thing. We see with our natural eyes that he's not going to be this guy that's going to give you five turnovers and five interceptions in a game because he's very cerebral in a sense. Just like the Joe Montanas of the world. I know I'm going to get people saying, oh, Law telling, telling us that Dak Prescott and Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Law is smoking that good stuff. No, 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 no. Let's continue to win those ways. Yes, yes. Shout out to you, Chris Robertson, man. Really appreciate you. Let me know if I'm wrong on that. Hmm? Nothing wrong with being a game manager. People think that that's a dirty word for some for, for some reason. Yes, we were better prepared, so we got to stay that way. All right, Cowboy Nation, I have stole enough of your time. That's all the things that I have to tell you about the Dallas Cowboys for this beautiful Monday. Let's continue to grind. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Salute. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's go. <laughs> victory, victory, victory. Shout out to all of the mods, man. Really appreciate you all. Let's go.